Welcome to Mindful Space to Pause. Your host is Dee Lee. In our show, you'll experience what it means to take a break, get in tune with your true self, and be in the present. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mindful Space to Pause. My name is Dee Lee, and I'm your host today as we explore small, powerful words pause and practice hope. We can, we can begin applying this immediately as we embark on this personal design assignment of ourselves. Here's one of my quote, more recent quotes. We can rise each morning with harvesting optimistic pattern energy or hope, that's an acronym, just as the sun rays shine each day in our eyes. As we plant the positive seeds of thought with love, they are hidden inside, but as they are warmed and nourished within their environment, they sprout bringing the seeds into being. How do you relate to the words that you use on a regular basis? Do you find yourself stopping and taking note of how they make you feel inside, or if they have an effect when you share them in your communication with others? The words of hope and optimism are used as if they mean the same thing, but they are really different. As you begin being more present with your thoughts running through your mind, you'll begin to feel the significance of how they affect your overall being. Hope is a state of mind looking at future future association with events or goals. Optimism is an attitude that can be learned. Today, we're exploring the power of these thoughts. And it's interesting, um, people use the term hope to express a wish or desire or some kind of dream. Sometimes we look at the roots of words and um, we get a, a somewhat different understanding of how things are between what we're currently thinking and also some of the source information. The root, root word of hope um, is interesting from the Indo-European uh, Indo root. It has a relationship to the word curve or to bend. So the root of the word hope comes as a connotation of a change in direction or going a different way. From the Greek and Hebrew equivalent uh, and English understanding, there's a strong and confident expectation, and it is more like from a wishful thinking. So when we put these things together and really look at the meaning of hope, it's a confident expectation that some kind of change is likely to happen. And the word hope sometimes can feel maybe less potent because um, it's also being compared to some other words like faith or love. But really, they all work together, and when they're together, they're like pretty powerful. And um, if we live in love and expect hope, um, it can ignite our faith or our focus. And it's interesting um, from the standpoint of um, if we really look from the perspective of hope um, and look at sprouts of hope, you know, seeds of sprouts 
seeds and sprouts. Um, sometimes people get confused with them and they pull them up like they're weeds out of their mind. So what we want to do is strengthen ourselves within by choosing words that are supportive and have a successful feeling because that's what is happening in our reality. Hope sometimes we want to look at from a cling perspective and we hope we cling to it as hope is within ourselves and it's already waiting to help us. It's there, it's within, you know, and everyone has it within themselves. May they may not recognize it. But we want to imagine what we want in our immediate reality. And our lives can be changed by how we observe some of this and we move forward each focused moment when we embrace our choices. Um, Sometimes we might feel like we're hanging on to something and maybe we're looking at the path across a bridge in our mind, but we're stepping forward with expectation and connection. Using love as a basic area of focus um, and everything that flows forward into being all of us have challenges, and how do we remind ourselves to be present? We look for ways to stop and pause with a purpose. We connect, take action to keep moving forward. For myself, I've been doing a lot of walking and taking pictures um, and looking around at nature in the different seasons. And I connect through my camera lens with whatever is in front of me. Um, a lot of times it helps to slow me down. Sometimes the what I'm seeing through my lens is just Im- amazing. And it, it actually has me stop in my pace and really look closer because there's really um, a lot in that process where we pause and we, we have a higher perspective and we're looking at nature um, and through a, a, a lens Um, We can access results of some of our experiences as we um, connect and uh, we pause and really take time to look for in this process. Um, I have been working with my experiences in starting to collect a gallery of photos at mindfulfineart.com. And this is, you know, something that um, is possible for reminders that uh, can help bring our Um, focus into uh, and bring uh, nature's vibes inside, either inside yourself if you really zoom in on within yourself or inside your environment. So when we take a look at the two focus words we're currently exploring, something as simple as a a rose has an invitation and also a history. Uh, We have a lot of you know, poetry and literature on what is the significance of a, lo- a rose. And we explore it with our senses of hope from experiences we've had previously. When we take a closer look at the two words of hope and optimism, we want to explore how they're different. They are different. And we embrace them currently with our understanding and usage. Historically, there have been a lot of studies and related theories offered, and the value of these words have differences in psychology, healthcare, culture, literature, mythology, religion, and architecture. Hope and optimism really are not the same, but we use them 
as a stand-in word for each other. And some experts um, assure us they are both positive and motivational and linked to our well-being. But taking a look at this, you know, hope is a state of mind and we're looking at events um, and optimism optimism is more a mental outlook and is event independent so when we take a look at hope and it's there's a bill there's a lot of times um, related party you know part of work and planning towards some kind of a goal whereas optimism is more of a expectation uh, not so much from a result but um, just more from a expectation and um, is a is a trait an attitude from a positive expectation um, there's no work associated with it but it's more of a, a state of uh, mental outlook and attitude how, how are they different so it takes a look at um, if we're if we're taking a look at um, you know hope versus optimism someone might be uh, taking a look at uh, checking the weather for some kind of event that they're trying to uh, schedule. And if they're um, taking a look at it from a position of optimistic, they expect the weather to cooperate so that essentially their attitude is going to show that they're expecting this, um, the weather, which they nobody no one controls, is going to cooperate with a plan. But sometimes... If the forecast is having rain, we might start hoping that the weather will get better and they might still have their plans, but then if they're too optimistic about it being um, a certain kind of weather, um, you know, it could be a problem and they might have a surprise. So the weather is something we don't control, but it's like the desire of having um, or hoping something's going to happen and um, the desire of expectation is more of our optimistic outlook. So we have to be careful sometimes when we put too much uh, emphasis on some of the beliefs or attitude and things that we, we can't control. Um, hope is really involving beliefs about ourselves and actions and plans. Um, optimism in the other side points to a half, out, you know, a half full glass so sometimes we take a look and say, okay, well, um, it, it can be a skill. Um, optimistic people sometimes are um, difficult to coordinate with because they're um, also feeling like they're possibly, um, you know, their uh, optimism is possibly they don't recognize some of this too. And, and, on the other side, we can actually teach ourselves to be more optimistic if we feel like we haven't, you know, had this within ourselves. So there's a lot of different, um, you know, hope is really, you know, it's um, related to wishing, but is distinctly different from that. And hope is distinct from optimism because, you know, being an emotion, it's, going to be looking at less on outcomes, but looking at um, something that's maybe less personal control. And the, the hope is a distinct point here. Um, and 
sometimes individuals are invested in an outcome, but they don't control certain things. So, again, it's how we approach some of this and our understanding that uh, there are overlapping, uh, you know, feelings about, you know, what is what. And we motivate ourselves with different positive mental states. But we also want to be careful because um, we're there. Um, some of these become a little gray as we're working with them. But our understanding is very important. It's important to find out more about um, goal setting, commitment. Um, how does um, how does one work with uh, expectations? about the future and sometimes you know we have optimistic expectations of some positive outcome we we take a look at it from a, an emotional perspective um and hope is is something that um has to do with uh how satisfied we are with certain things too so we want to believe sometimes our goals you know if we spend a lot of time putting together goals uh, we want to be able to know that our choices of those goals are are good in our reality, and that this also um, that we can overcome obstacles. We want to increase our different levels as we get more uh, connected to some of this understanding, and as we can raise our resilience, we also can raise our optimism optimistic attitude so that we can better cope with something um, that's a hardship possibly. When we raise our hope, we have a, an opportunity to reach our goals and strengthen um, our inside positioning. So hope is related to motivation. And when you're hopeful, that's more likely that you're going to reach your goals and when we motivate ourselves to grow in our abilities, we also can fulfill our desires. So hope is a positive feeling and a state of motivation that also has related connection to our beliefs and, um, and is related to um, pathways or, or a goal pathway that we are on to achieve our goal. And some of this gets a little mixed up, but um, it's something where we can look at emotions and, and dial down a bit into the, the split between what is a feeling of hope and what is a feeling of optimism, also you know, related to positive thinking. And um, you know, there's a split here that we look at two elements where a desire is, you know, when we take a look at um, emotions, there's a desire for something and a belief that it will come true. Uh, Charles Snyder is considered the father of hope theory, and he felt that uh, hope had, was including goals and practical pathways to reach those goals for um, a better future. So his comment was, hope is defined as the perceived capability to derive pathways to desired goals and to motivate oneself via agency thinking to use those pathways. And so um, within this process, he um, said that people with high hope 
have positive illusions. They have positive view of their realities, their possibilities, and their opportunities. So if someone has low hope, they're suffering from a distortion of possible reality and, and also might have issues that um, are coming up when they dive too much into something. Um, and, you know, hope does make people feel better. Um, it improves their mood. Uh, it helps to strengthen their motivation and may even increase the chance of successful success within the treatments. But it's interesting, um, Barbara Fredrickson also had, she's a professor of psychology, had some other comments um, that hope comes out of its, into its own when crisis looms and it opens us to new creative possibilities. She says that with great need comes an unusual wide range of ideas and as well as emotions as happiness and joy, courage and empowerment. And it's drawn on four different areas of ourself, our cognitive, psychological, social, or physical perspectives. She says that hopeful people are like the little engine that could because they keep telling themselves I think I can, I think I can. So that's more or less associated too with some positive thinking and that has been proven to have a sense of realistic, optimistic focus. And you know, some of these are linked with um, other researchers' um, studies and um, as they go through the different cases and studies, they come out with different uh, um, you know, behaviors and associations with different aspects. But it's really, um, you know, the, Charles Snyder was the author of The Psychology of Hope and, and had defined it as a tendency to see desired goals as possible and to have an approach to this. So there is some study that has shown that it's a repeat of step-by-step uh, step, and that essentially um, they're finding that some of this is um, is in certain people but also able to be trained from an optimistic perspective. So um, when we take a look at this we want to make sure we're uh, understanding you know we're not looking at the two words as the same thing but understanding there is um, a, a, you know a bit of a difference and in that difference, you know, like hope is an optimistic state of mind based on an expectation of positive outcomes to a certain event. And when they are used as a verb, it defines something with confidence and with anticipation. So it, it's understanding the fine lines um, of how these uh, come together. And in that process, too, we're going to uh, not spend too much time trying to analyze the detail, but knowing how it does it feel, uh, having the fact that, um, you know, hope is not just well-wishing, it's really an emotion. And it occurs when we are focused on positive outcomes. And as we follow through with this, 
um, we're into some action. And so it's not just having an emotion. It's also looking at something that has a step forward into action. And that action actually moves you forward toward, you know, a pathway that is, um, you know, hopefully uplifting and has success involved too. On that note, we're going to pause and uh, we will be back after my D note here. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment for a reality break from a busy schedule or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break. Hit the pause pad button or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back to Mindful Space. And today we are exploring the um, pausing and practicing hope, H-O-P-E. Today we're also talking about um, the words and looking at words in a way to not just understand them, but also to uh, embrace them so that we can use them to help ourselves in uh, uplifting positive outcomes and uh, having an opportunity to have action that is uplifting. And it's interesting, uh, Julie Neris, the associate professor at Hamlin University and author of Apprenticed to Hope, a sourceful book for difficult times, explains there are seven types of hope. So the first ho- Uh, type she explains is inborn hope. Children are born with this in in the kind of hope and it is their basic natural disposition unless they're threatened by adults. A chosen hope is the second one. This type of hope is one that you choose to believe in the best positive result out of all possibilities. The third one is borrowed hope. This is another person hoping for the best for you. 
and you become hopeful of yourself borrowing their hope for you. So that's a bit complicated. A bargainer's hope. This is the fourth one, is the type of hope we bargain for when we face some kind of a challenge or when a crisis crashes into our life. The fifth hope is uh, unrealistic hope. This kind of hope is hoping for far-fetched, unlikely, and improbable things that might happen. The sixth type is a mature hope. We base this type of hope on the understanding that however things turn out, they are worthwhile. And the seventh hope type is a false hope. This type of hope is built around a magical wish or a fantasy. And there's really a distortion of reality when uh, this is present. So there's a lot of different um, levels of hope. So that's more kind of separating concept from optimism because optimism is really your expectations for the future. When you're optimistic, you're likely to believe that what you hope for will eventually happen. So there are overlapping understandings here of the word and their meanings. The extent to which people expect their desired outcomes to happen in the future is optimism and their expected undesired outcomes do not occur. And so people expect their desired ones to happen, but and they also expect their undesired outcomes to happen, or to not occur, excuse me. So um, a generalized expectation uh, is helpful, and outcomes will generally occur when confronted with problems uh, in our different life focuses. So there is a tendency to believe that one will generally experience good things coming out. But um, like Mark, Mark, Martin Seligman um, had a psychology uh, definition of optimism as being an explanatory style. Uh, the basis of optimism does not lie in positive phrases or images of victory, but in the way you think about uh, the processes. And uh, it's an attitude of looking at right side of things. So the, it is different between hope and optimism as to how we look at something. And optimists tend to seek out the positive and deny or avoid negative information. In some, optimism is about expecting good things. Hope is about how we plan and act to achieve what we want. There's several different, there's six different types of optimism. And as we look at these, we um, are discovering that, like the first one is comparative optimism. This means we're believing more likely to encounter something positive as compared to someone else. And sometimes um, there's optimism where we look at uh, life and, uh, where life doesn't come with any inbuilt meaning, but we have to go in search and create life for ourselves um, in the outcomes that we're seeking. Realistic optimism is uh, if you have this kind of optimism, then you, um, you have a healthy and balanced um, view of risks while you're looking to reach a positive future. 
unrealistic optimism would be those who are optimist, unrealistically optimistic, but there's um, possibility of having something not quite balanced. And they might have something really more risky and unsafe because they're really far removed from a reality. But some of these become a little gray as we go along and can get confusing if we spend too much detailed focus on them. Um, dispositional optimism is a global expectation that there's more desirable things that will happen in the future than undesirable. So it's, it's really, that's a positive focus, but uh, kind of a balancing. Philosophical optimism is a belief that the present moment is the best out of all possible future outcomes. Now, Martin Seligman had, um, he's the father of modern positive psychology, um, looked at optimism as an explanatory style. And um, the explanatory style is saying that um, we're usually engaging in activities and having uh, certain causes, there's underlying causes that come along. Uh, they're attributing this uh, different style to different causes. Um, so sometimes we take a look at um, someone that has a pessimistic explanatory style in their life, looking at their life events as internal. Sometimes they're not very stable, but um, some of this can get very complicated as we're analyzing the, the difference, but we're looking for uh, ways to persevere and have um, an opportunity to understand um, how to develop resilience. And when we see these different kinds of uh, situations, how do we refine and, and work with the different processes because each of us are going to take a look at these differently. But um, the um, hope versus expectations and, and optimism, um, hope is and expecting really are, are also a bit different. And hope is looking for a desire for something to happen that has a plan and some kind of intention. And expectation is an act of foreseeing or foretelling an event. So if we look at the positive expectation, it's really optimism. It, it's very close to the idea of optimism. So in psychology, there's a self-fulfilling prophecy, which is, um, is an expectation that um, has a, a, a sense about an event occurring and um, simply, this is where an optimistic person believes that something, maybe through luck or through actions of one, one, oneself or, or someone else, is going to have something in the future successful and fulfilling. In a hopeful note, um, when someone's hopefully looking at this, they're going to believe specifically in their own capability of having something success. So um, there is, you know, a lot of um, history that has been studied and these words have different meanings and different languages. Um, so we try to take a look and um, 
work with different parts and work with the research, but also knowing that when we um, study them and use them, that we're taking a, a chance to uh, get to know the information and how we feel. And we really need both. Um, we need both words for a fulfilling life. And so um, as we look at the strategies on this too, we're going to say, oh, there's really um, different ways of developing strategies that help ourselves and help others as we look forward. So um, the first of the five strategies to really uh, cultivate hope is to, the first one is to start doing something with goals. So hopefully people aren't trying to wish on something. They actually imagine the action that they want and they're uh, establishing clear goals and looking to make a clear plan. So they believe that they're capable to achieve an outcome of some type that's positive, but they recognize their pathway might have different roadblocks and failures. And um, according to psychologists such as Snyder, they're hopeful, people who are hopeful are going to anticipate these barriers and then they choose the correct pathway around it or in it um, so that they can still move forward. Hopeful people adapt and when their hopes are, are challenged, they tend to become more focused on things and also looking for ways to achieve their, their goals. They tend to think desired goals are attainable even if personal resources are exhausted. So people of hope persist even when some of the prospects may not be looking so favorable. Independently on this, belief is, you know, is another one that is, you know, there's, um, it, we know that we're capable of having goals and we know that we're able to look at um, the way things are and knowing that um, we can achieve goals when we, when we are moving forward. So it's, it's also the second strategy would be to harness uncertainty. So there has been, um, you know, patterns of research that says for, in, um, for hope to arise, we need to be able to perceive the possibility of success. When we look at uncertainties and look at the way that difficult times happen, sometimes, um, you know, things happen in different ways that different futures are possibly uncertain. And when we take a look at this, there sometimes are reasons that, um, that they have a problem for hope. But we want to also maintain our attention as we look at this so that you know, if we're hopeful and optimistic, um, there's similar differences in our focus and there are ways that we view things. Um, we pay attention to something on a positive way, in a positive way. We also want to not get too stuck emotionally, uh, trying to uh, be high on hope, but and also not having um, having our focus on paying attention. We want to keep aware and be not overwhelmed with all of the options that we're trying to look at. 
we don't want to go it alone. You know, one of the fourth strategies is to don't go it alone. We want to, um, it's hard to sustain ourselves in total isolation. We want to also bring about related, you know, relationships and community, which is helpful to show up for hope and helps to ignite our looking toward forward, you know, in a, a sustainable way. So relationships are important, but it also is um, helpful to look at a way to avoid interactions with negative people who sometimes challenge us when we have a positive focus, um, but we can stay hopeful if we take a moment and um, as we're out connecting with people, we want to take a look at how how is that connection and um, make sure that we're making choices. We want to avoid interactions with negative people if we can, because that becomes more difficult sometimes to stay in a, in a pathway of hope and positive thinking. So hope really requires trust. Um, hopeful people have trust and also um, when we take a look at um, the research, uh, people have joined together in resistance to help create change. And as we have sustainable hope, um, it helps um, us to keep on our pathways and we learn from our data that we've also experimented with. Um, and it really helps to have not just the data, but also knowing that something has been um, a pathway to joy and that we can calibrate our progress um, going forward. And that sometimes it's a, a very small kind of process, progress, um, but it's, it can feel like we step forward in that progress. So part of this relates to positive thinking and how do we keep ourselves where we have um, our uh, minds in a positive mode. We can approach things in a different way and are productive with it. Uh, we also are thinking from a positive way that we start with ourselves because we, we tend to have our own self-talk that sometimes we're um, – our self-talk has to do with our thought processes going on within our minds. And we tend to be the most critical of our minds' conversations, um, which has good parts and bad parts. And the most um, or the best way to approach this is to not try to block it, but to let it flow, uh, knowing that you can let go of the thoughts, uh, let them come through your mind, but replace them is you're trying to communicate with yourself about something. Hope is really a state of mind that is based on expectation of different outcomes with respect to events and um, in one's life or the, the entire outside of ourselves. So um, positive thinking helps and can even improve our um, addressing self you know, our stress management also in helping um, practice with negative self-talk. So the question comes back, is your glass half empty or half full? And how you answer this age-old question um, may reflect our outlook, your attitude about yourself, and also whether you're optimistic or pessimistic. 
some studies show that our different per personality traits also relate to uh, these choices where we have a, optimism as a key part. Um, and it's also, it's um, not looking from a despair perspective, but also looking for learning positive thinking skills. What we want to do is understand the skills, and that way then we can uh, be searching for things that we can practice. How we approach this in a better way for ourselves. And, um, you know, positive thinking starts at, it really starts with our self-talk. That's the endless stream of unspoken thoughts. And they're kind of like when we're on autopilot, they, they can be coming through, but a lot of times we don't really listen to them. Maybe we really don't hear the words or focus on the words. And they can be a lot of um, thought processes that are actually misconceptions because we've got um, limited information and our minds are just, you know, motoring on through. So if, if you stop and really look at your thoughts and your words, if your thinking is mostly positive, you're likely an optimist and someone who practices positive thinking. On this note, we're going to pause um, and take a break here with a D note, and we will be back and look further into the positive thinking aspects. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment for a reality break from a busy schedule, or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break, hit the pause pad button, or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back to Mindful Space to Pause, and we're discussing the um, small powerful words where we're pausing and taking a look at um, practicing hope 
and positive thinking. We can really learn to turn negative thinking into positive thinking. It's really a simple process, but it does take time and practice because really you're creating a new habit. And when we look at this process, we want to identify things to change. So if we want to become more optimistic and engage in more positive thinking, we first have to take a look at our lives and our areas where we feel like we're thinking negatively about. And when we think negatively, we have to be careful that we don't fall down the, the hole, rabbit hole. Um, sometimes we need to separate ourselves a little bit by starting small, by focusing on one area at a time that might not feel uh, totally comfortable or it feels like something that uh, if, you're, if you're looking at um, what your feelings are, you know, something like your daily commute or your relationship or something, if you have that negative feeling, um, just start with one area and um, think about uh, approaches that might be a more positive way to approach that area. Periodically, maybe during the day, you know, check yourself. Uh, you want to stop and ask yourself, you know, what are you, what are you thinking? If you find your thoughts are mainly negative, you will want to stop and put a positive spin on them. Um, be open to some humor. Give yourself permission to smile and laugh. Uh, even during difficult times, there's seek humor in everyday happenings. Uh, when you can laugh at life, you sometimes feel less stressed. In our um, choices, too, we want to follow a healthy lifestyle. We want to maybe... Um, exercise 30 moments uh, a day uh, for the week or in the week. Uh, maybe break it up into 10-minute chunks of time during the days. So, you know, getting on a bicycle, stationary bicycle in the morning and in the evening, and maybe going for a walk where you're outside in nature. It's Exercise really has a way of positively affecting your mood and reducing stress. And when, you know, when we learn these techniques, we get them in place and congratulate yourself when you take the moments that you've scheduled and approach and, and check in and say, wow, that did help and, you know, actually bring myself back to a positive mode. Also, it's helpful to surround yourself with positive people. And um, when they're supportive and, and positive within themselves, you're going to be able to feel that vibe. Uh, negative people have a, a strong um, sense about themselves, and sometimes people don't know how negative they are. But when you are around them, you can feel very um, pulled in and down. Um, and we want to be uh, helping ourselves be more uh, uplifted. Um, so it helps to actually surround yourself with positive people. You also want to practice your own self-talk process and be present in your self-talk so you're listening. Um, we want to um, not say anything to ourselves that we wouldn't say to someone else. And when we think of this, we want to be gentle and encouraging to ourselves. If a negative thought pops into your mind, you might look at it and go, um, is it rational? And 
um, is something, um, do you have a, an affirmation that can be uh, approached when you have that show up so that you can actually turn it around so you can bring on a, a positive uh, twist to it? So as we're putting some of these things into practice, you know, practice is really what makes things um, become easier and easier because you're changing a habit. Um, maybe if you find yourself in a negative sense saying, I've never done that before. If you turn that into a different language part of saying it's, it's a new opportunity and I want to learn something new. If we find something being complicated and we feel like, oh gosh, that's just too complicated, you can turn that around and say, um, maybe I can look at this from a different angle and I can tackle it. I can actually do it. Um, if we take a look at resources, um, sometimes we take um, an attitude, I'm too lazy to get this done. Um, but if we turn that around into a different direction and say, okay, it, it's not in my schedule, but I can look at some priority to get it into my schedule. So we're not in a negative connotation for ourselves, say I'm too lazy. That's more of a downer. Uh, we're going to try to make it work. And uh, in that process of trying, you know, we're going to shift around some priorities. Um, and so it's, it's something um, with maybe just a few sets of changes to the communication you're saying to yourself that you're going to feel different too when you make those um, comments to yourself. And if you're approaching something new, you might say, well, I can't get any better at this. But when you turn it around, you can say, okay, I'll give it another uh, approach. And it's really mental attitude and uh, confidence in this process um, where we're taking a look at attitudes and we're looking at benefits and process of approaching something when we are really um, looking for at sometimes we have um, maybe an optimistic outlook but we are looking at hardships and learning experiences more as temporary setbacks so we know that uh, we're going to be able to get through some of this on, and we actually see a brighter side on something. We might experience more positive events when we, when we do this and when we have a different attitude for ourselves, we're gonna find ourselves less stressed and have, um, have not just stress, but also we're going to feel good things that will happen in the future. We can expect things to work out for the best. Uh, we're going to be able to feel like we can succeed and the future looks brighter. So as we look at good things and events, we can also look at obstacles and as opportunities. We can feel gratitude for good things. We can take a look at things in a different view and look at from the attitude of um, not just ourselves, but also with others. This allows us to accept some responsibility, but also know that we can make mistakes in this process, but not really take the mistakes as, you know, this failure and not dwell on them. We look at it from the perspective that we're trying something new. And there are bound to be choices that we make that sometimes, you know, something happens that maybe it doesn't work out. 
but as an optimist, we're going to be explaining to ourselves that was an event and we can take a different approach to it. So as we are doing this, it's explaining things within ourselves and also how does this approach um, help to make our reality different and also um, our potential in the future different. So it's really um, choosing our words carefully and knowing an outcome, hopefully, with the goal of what is it we're looking for. And some of this is our attitude. Um, It's really cultivating an attitude, which starts with our mindfulness, our focus of being engaged, attentive, and present. It's mindful for ourselves. We are living in a, a moment here, moment by moment, and as we're being more present, we're feeling more appreciative of what's going on, and we can practice gratitude as we go with the appreciation. And so when we practice some of this, we might want to use a journal um, process to write things down, too, because it helps to give ourselves um, somewhere to relate to as we jot down ideas. And some of this, we can not just jot down the ideas, but the emotions. And when you do this, too, it's it's going to you know show yourself that you can change um, as you develop you're learning to be optimistic when you make that choice of words and changing of of some focus. So it's focus and it's when we take a look at this, you know, the impact of optimism is really showing that um, it has advantages for better health. You know, there's greater achievement potential. We have persistence. You know, we don't give up on something. And our emotional health is healthier when we do look at this, too. It has been shown that through some studies, it has helped increase your longevity. Um, You have less stress, and um, we know that there's always uh, different biases and thinking of certain things as we take a look at this. But it's, it's also the ability to know that things are possible. That's very much um, the effort here of study, um, where we want to not just study something, but also practice it. And when we practice it, we get better and better at it. So the idea here is to keep on it and know, know that it is possible and that we sometimes have to keep reminding ourselves over and over again that um, we are on the right choice level here, too, and and you know, know that uh, we can operate in this this way. So we're looking at uh, how things can be and how things work. And it really matters that we know the difference of how we're looking at something via these words, because internally, our beliefs inform our values and our values inspire our actions and our actions create our results. So from all of this difference of words and understanding of the words is going to also give us a different effect on ourselves and we're going to have a different relationship not just with ourselves but with others too. I realize only in hindsight the moments I've missed. The things that we can learn from nature are limitless. We can learn respect 
and admiration, and we can emulate her ways into our life. So go out and explore Mother Nature. There's a lot to be offered to us. When I open my eyes, I see love flows freely through me. When I open my ears, I hear floating songs of melody. When I open my feelings, I ensure I am truly connected. When I open my voice, I share my vocal light everywhere. When I tune to my sense of smell, I am enveloped in dancing aromas. When I open my full heart, I know I am, a ma- I am made of a lot of parts. And with this mindful sensing, I find the creator is simply in me. And on that note, we're going to take a D note and we're going to pause and we look forward to participating further. Thank you for joining us this week on Mindful Space to Pause. Tune in every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition featuring your host, Dee Lee, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you next time.